Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. The mission of Portland's August Wilson Red Door Project is to use the power of narrative art to bridge divides. Its show Evolve does that by presenting scenes and monologues based on the real-life experiences of Black Americans, police officers, and other people in the justice system. Those performances are interspersed with pauses that provide opportunities for audience members to participate. And those audience members are not just the general public. Evolve has also been presented to entire police departments in Lake Oswego and other cities. I'm joined now by Kevin Jones. He's the artistic director of the Red Door Project and the co-founder of Evolve and interim Portland Police Chief Bob Day, who has been involved with this project for many years now. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. I should say I say welcome back because we talked about this with the two of you five and a half years ago, um, which seems like such a long time ago in terms of so this society and, and, and especially in terms of the the kinds of societal conversations about policing and race in this country. So it's, it's great to have you both back. Um, Kevin Jones, first, can you just remind us how this project that's now called Evolve, how it started? Sure. Okay, I'll give you the sort of the, uh, the Cliff Notes version. Please. Yeah. Um, so we, we brought a show into Portland called Hands Up, which was uh, seven black playwrights depicting their story or their experience with police profiling. We said we were going to just tour that show for six shows. Uh, we did around the city of Portland. On the sixth show, we had a funder, who, uh, a Portland funder, who was excited about the show and asked us if we wanted to continue the show. And uh, we said, sure. And we met with him and about five other funders um, who rallied around uh, the program and said that we want to help produce seven more shows, uh, 10 more shows. And so that 10 turned into 75 shows. Uh, we wound up uh, presenting the show all over the state of Oregon, went up into Washington. And um, then one day, um, a uh, well, two things happened. One is a police officer came, his name was Mike Krebs, and he said, this show changed my life. And or changed my thinking. I won't say changed my life. Changed my thinking, and I want every police officer to see this show. And Mike and I met. We talked for a while, and he said, "You need to talk to Bob Day." So Bob and I met, and I'll let Bob tell his side of the story. But from that, from that meeting, which was life changing for me and organizationally changing for uh, the Red Door we decided to interview police officers in the same way that uh, these black uh, playwrights had written, written these uh, stories for Hands Up. We decided we wanted to do this for law enforcement. So we went out and met with police officers around the country. We hired playwrights and we produced Cop Out from Cop Out, uh, which was a very successful show. Um, because of the conversations we recognized and because we realized that uh, we were impacting young people, we were actually affecting the way they thought about law enforcement, that we needed to bring the nuance. And so we brought both Hands Up and Cop Out together uh, and put that on the stage and gave the audience an opportunity to really wrestle with the nuance that comes out of those conflicting stories. Bob Day, we, we talked about this so long ago now, I, I hope you don't mind if I ask you this again, but can you just remind us what that first meeting with Kevin was like? Sure. I was the captain of the training division, 
And Kevin and Leslie came in and uh, sat down and I opened the conversation with, uh, if you're coming in here to tell me cops are a bunch of racists, you can leave. You know, I always like to say probably not my finest community policing moment, but uh, this is 2016. So we were, you know, right on the heels of uh, Ferguson, Michael Brown in 14, of course, a lot of other high profile incidents. And I was kind of done at that point with the conversation. And I'll never forget it. Kevin looked at me and he leaned across the table and he said, tell me more about that. And uh, those three words changed my life because it opened up a door and created an opportunity for learning and curiosity that I'd never experienced before, particularly from a black man around this topic of law enforcement. Um, what was it about those words? Tell me more. I mean, it's, it's a big thing to say that it changed your life. Three words. Why? Uh, it demonstrated to me the, the power of curiosity. It, um, it showed me that, you know, we can see past uh, our differences and, you know, sincerely try to find understanding, um, not necessarily agreement, but Kevin, you know, could have gone so many different directions with that. And yet his willingness to, to ask a question, to hear my story, to recognize that I do have a story to tell. Whether we're in agreement about the accuracy or the truth of that or the justification or the facts is irrelevant. I have a story to tell. Kevin has a story to tell. And we need to create space for those stories to be heard. And that's, that's what's the beauty of the Evolve project. Kevin, why call this Evolve now? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, you want a short answer to that, I'm sure. <laughs> short to medium? <laughs> Um, so the question is, um, what is Evolve? From, and so from the Red Doors perspective, Evolve is, um, for human beings anyway, is to be willing to change your beliefs. I'll keep it really simple. To look at yourself and look at the who you are, your beliefs, your biases, your ideals, your behaviors, your values, and um, change them. And that is essentially what happened to me. It happened to Leslie Monis, who is the co-founder and my partner. Um, as we uh, went on our journey with Hands Up and then Cop Out, as we recognized that um, we are holding on to stories about our sense of, uh, of oppression, our sense of right and wrong, and those stories form our behaviors. And before anything can change, we have to change the story. And so... That was what the Evolve, uh, the, the, the monologues from both the police and from the uh, black community created for people. That sense of dissonance that we feel as an audience as we wrestle with these two rights that are conflicting, what it forces us to do is to change our beliefs. We have to accept the fact that, you know, there is no clean, clear, right, wrong on either side. So what do we do with that? So we must, uh, hopefully, if we're ready, have to be ready, um, we will then move to the next place where we are, our palette for what we uh, experience, what we hold to be true, is broader, is wider. We can more accepting. We can allow more into our reality as opposed to just the right or the wrong or the black or the white or the black and the police or so on and so forth, which simplifies things. Let's listen to a part of a monologue from the show. We're going to hear Hulana Torres. Uh, this is a monologue that was written by Shepsu Aku. So people think it's just cops. Trigger, happy cops, pop anybody we don't like. But here's what it really is. You 
bring me and my gun in because it's a situation you can't handle. And sometimes that's the right call. Burglary, feel free to call me. Homicide, sexual assault, auto accident, I got you. But let me tell you, I get calls for all kinds of things that I am not trained or prepared to manage for you. You don't like the skin color of the people walking down your block? Maybe you don't like their low-hanging pants or their hoodies? When you bring me and my gun in to play enforcer for your own insecurities, bigotry, bias, petty, bullshit, every time you do that, you are introducing a gun into the situation. It's a hard enough job without having to play enforcer to every emotionally stunted, passive-aggressive, socially impotent who calls on me because their feelings are hurt or because they're too intimidated to speak up for themselves. We come in the door assessing threat. And until we are satisfied that there is no threat, our gun is always an option. Ask yourself this question. Is there anything going on here that an armed response is going to make better? And if the answer is no, don't call the police talk to each other. Bob Day, you and I have talked in the past, um, not just about Evolve, but about training and, and, and the Portland Police Bureau, uh, about implicit bias training that's now required for all officers. You've done other things too. I mean, you've done dialogues with, with different community members from, from, from different groups, walk-arounds, to talk about some of these same issues, I think. What's different Maybe I should say, is there something different about Evolve, about this sort of entertainment, sort of, you know, very mission-driven event? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple things that are unique about the Evolve experience. One is just the use of art to generate this conversation. Um, you know, and I'm not a big arts guy, so I've had to learn this, but I re- recognize that you can do things and say things on stage that you can't say in an everyday conversation. You know, if you're watching a movie and you see somebody get killed, you don't feel the need to intervene, but it evokes a response. It, it evokes a feeling in front of us. We did a training out in Lake Oswego, and um, as mentioned, and uh, at one point, one of the participants said, you know, I wasn't really thinking this was having much of an impact, but I looked down and my Apple Watch says my heart rate was 130 beats a minute. So you cannot not observe this and have a response. That was a police officer who, a said police that, officer. who yeah. didn't realize the, 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 how it was hitting them until they saw a, a biofeedback uh, yeah, machine right. saying, by the way, um, your, your body is in overdrive right, right now. Right, right. And so I don't think that's uncommon, right? We, as, as uh, Kevin mentioned, you know, we're talking about our beliefs. And when those beliefs are challenged, um, sometimes we don't even recognize that our dissidence, that our resistance, our protection is just showing up naturally. It's a gift that our brain gives us. It's like you're being threatened. I'm taking care of you. And what Evolve does is it puts it all out there and says the things that we normally don't say to one another. It's very edgy. I mean, as you just heard in the, you know, very challenging both to law enforcement and community, to, to all of us to get sort of past the traditional blocks that prevent us from having the deeper conversation to move forward. What do you think that does? I mean, how does that translate to somebody who's on patrol, somebody who is talking to, to the officers that, that they are commanding? I mean, how does this actually filter down to daily policing or decision making? 
Yeah. It well, first of all, it creates options, right? It creates options for the officers. Oftentimes, you know, we are often we're called upon, much like that monologue, to situations that are you know tense, unsettling. Uh, there's conflict, and we're problem solvers by nature. You know, that's what we're that's what we're being asked to do. And sometimes these problems seem unsolvable, and yet. Uh, by being able to have that own self-awareness, that own learning, as Kevin mentioned about, you know, our own belief system. I mean, it really starts inside us. We tend to want everything to be about the other person. It's really about us. So we're trying to help our officers understand what's happening in them, how they're responding, and then they can be more curious, and then they can ask more questions, and then they have more choices to respond to handle the situation. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now about the Red Door Project's Evolve experience. It is a staged performance of monologues by police officers, judges, black community members, other people to explore the intersection of race and the justice system in order to bridge divides. Kevin Jones is with us. He is the artistic director and co-founder of the August Wilson Red Door Project, which created Evolve. Bob Days is with us as well. Now the interim police chief of the Portland Police Bureau back <laughs> back to manage the PPB right now. That's a good thing. Um, Kevin Jones, who has seen this work at this point? Can you give us a yeah. sense for, for the, uh, the variety of, of people who have seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, thanks to Bob, our partnership, you know, we've been able to get in front of uh, the, uh, gosh, judges, uh, superior, what is it, state Supreme Court justices. We presented our work for 350 judges in the, in the statewide conference that happens once a year. We've produced monologues. We're sponsored by the National Center for State Courts, which is the administrative arm for the state Supreme Court judges throughout the country. Uh, we've produced two, three monologues for them, judge monologues that we also feature in our work. Uh, we've presented to the district attorney uh, in Yolo County in California. We've been approached by the San Joaquin County, Alameda County, uh, district attorney's office, uh, law enforcement. Um, what we did uh, the first time we did evolve was uh, we presented to 90 uh, law enforcement and criminal justice professionals as, as well as community-based uh um, organization leaders. And uh, thanks to Bob, um, it was a closed event. It's what really kicked things off. Um, 90 people who had the most amazing conversation about how do we fix these problems and how do we bridge this divide between community and criminal justice. Um, yeah, so we went to the Alaska Superior, uh, State Supreme Court. We went to South Dakota, Las Vegas. Um, Those are, that's a long list of people who are somehow, in one way or another, tied to the criminal justice system yes. at the at the policing end or the, the judicial side yeah, and, the the federal, and the federal. Well, so, but but what about community members, in in particular, black yeah. community members? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting question. Um, for example, I mean, well, every organization and every community we work with, we say to say, for example, we went down to Monterey recently. We won't work with any organization or any governmental agency if they have not shown us that they are partnering with the community. So they need to, uh, and we will meet with them, NAACP presidents or executive directors, the, like when Monterey, it was the Farmers Association. 
Um, so we're that that's the purpose of this work. The purpose of the work is not just to sit in a private room so you can discuss your issues and concerns um, you know, amongst yourself about criminal justice. It's not a police training per se. No, not at all. It is a police training it, actually, but not that's not the the, the point. The it point can't be, is it can't be police officers alone. Right. It's training to, uh, as it relates to how you engage with your community members. You you're trying now to expand this to, to take this nation, more nationwide, I, yeah, sh- I should we, say. But, but how do you measure, how do you think about the effectiveness of this? I mean, how do you know mm-hmm. that you're making a meaningful impact? Well, you know, we, we want to actually collect some real live hard data, you know, from, from the academic world, because um, most of what we get is anecdotal. Uh, we get a lot of letters, we get a lot of feedback from people. For example, the uh, district attorney uh, in Yolo County, who used to be the president of the California District Attorneys Association, said, I want all 58 uh, districts, district attorneys in California to see this. This is this thing can change the way we think about community engagement. Um, things we hear like, um, you know, uh, as a as an officer for the courts, I am constantly feeling the pressure to find a way to bridge my point of view into uh, over to the other side to provide empathy or whatever. But at the same time, I don't want to just lose my own values, my own beliefs by doing that. I want to, I need something that helps me hold on to what I hold to be true in my values. And this is something that does that. So yeah, we get, we get a lot of that. We have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, testimonials uh, from people and that's what we use to sell the program. I want to play one more clip. This is from another monologue uh, from the production. This one was written by Andrea Stolowitz, performed by Victoria Alvarez Chacon. He asked to see my ID. It's in my gym bag on the floor of the passenger seat. He looks nervously at the bag, tightens his grip on his gun. The car is registered to me. Run the plates if you don't want me to go into that bag. He stares at me harder. You know something about police work? I smile, always the damn smile. Yes, sir, officer, I do know something about police work. You people, always so worried about your rights being violated, you try to learn the rules about being a cop. As soon as you all learn the rules, we're gonna change them. This is a war. You're not going to win it. He's telling me to step out of the car. I'm smiling, like my grandmother said I should. Look straight ahead and as calmly as I can tell him. I'm a cop. He doesn't relax. In fact, this has made him angry. He, his face is getting red. Oh, yeah? Want to tell me your badge number? I shouldn't have to tell this guy anything. I wait. He grips his gun. Tell me your badge number. And if I find out you're lying, I'll beat the black right off. Bob Day, this show has been presented, as I noted, to some entire police departments, like in Lake Oswego. Not, if I understand correctly, not to all the rank and file officers in Portland. Would you be interested in doing something like that for the PPB? 
Sure. I'm absolutely interested in trying to continue to share these concepts and ideas. You know, it's a bigger lift, bigger agency, more demand, but certainly something I'm interested in looking into. Bob Day and Kevin Jones, thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks. February 23rd and 24th at the Risa Theater. Sorry, forgot to mention that. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Kevin Jones is artistic director and co-founder of the August Wilson Red Door Project, uh, which is, has created Evolve. Bob Day is the interim police chief of the Portland Police Bureau. Monday on the show, as we mark President's Day, we'll revisit a conversation about a very different kind of leader, a Roman emperor. We'll talk with the historian Mary Beard about what it meant to be an emperor. She argues that we can learn a lot about everyday Roman life and even ourselves through stories about Roman leaders. If you don't want to miss any of our shows, you can listen on the NPR app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Our nightly rebroadcast is at 8 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great weekend. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, and Michael, Kristen, Andrew, and Anna Kern.